Lake Life State of Mind presents the Tiffin Zach Collection, where this mother-son duo dives into the behind the scenes of Lake Life. Embrace the craziness. Hi guys, Tiffany here, the creator behind the lifestyle blog, Lake Life State of Mind. Yo, 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 what up, it's Zach. We're really excited to give you guys our fourth episode of this show. It's been going super strong and we're happy that you guys have enjoyed it. Um, today we're answering one of our most asked questions, which is how can you improve your mother-son dynamic or just any parent dynamic? You could have a daughter, could be a father and a son, doesn't really matter. Yes, yeah, so this is one of our most, like Zach said, our most asked questions um, on Instagram. When we had came up with the idea of even doing this podcast, this was what people um, really were dying to know because they see Zach and I together all the time. He's 17, and usually 17-year-olds probably aren't this enthusiastic to spend time and do a podcast with their mom. So people are curious, how did we get to this point? And what has made this relationship that he and, ha- he and I have so strong? So we compiled a list, don't worry, it's not another pros and cons, of three <laughs> things that we think that apply to everybody for every dynamic. And then at the end of the episode, we're going to talk about some things that were, are more specific to us that really helped me and my mom get more close. Yes, for sure. I do want to mention, though, that, of course, I am not, and Zach definitely is not, um, we're still waiting to graduate high school, which will be coming soon, but we're not in any way professionals. This is just things that work for us, tips that we think are easily, um, what's the word that I'm... They apply to everybody. They apply to everybody. It's easy enough to make. Yes, it's things that you can easily do, and then again, like Zach said, at the end, we'll talk about things that might have influenced our relationship that are kind of unique to just he and I because um, there were some interesting things that have happened that could potentially be reasons why we're so close. Okay, so the first tip that we think is really important is to have open communication. And we're going to talk about this from two different perspectives because obviously in a dynamic there is a son and the mother in our case and you both have a different way of approaching the situation. So as a kid, no matter how bad the thing is that you did, no matter how nervous you are to tell your parents what happened, you have to tell them everything because it's the only way that your relationship can get stronger. Uh, How does that look from the mom side? Well, I just want to touch on that a little bit, what Zach said, because there have been, don't, this is not like a perfect thing. He hasn't 100% always been open with everything. And so you learn that the hard way when you don't communicate everything and then your parent goes to bat for you. And then all of a sudden, nine things that he happened to leave out of the conversation kind of come to um, fruition. And then you're like, oh, well, you didn't tell me. Now you're in even more trouble so um definitely i just want to come across i hope we came across in our last podcast too we are far from perfect like anything else in life things take work and we've definitely had some mishaps but ultimately we strive to have open communication patrick and i um both have instilled in zach that you might still get in trouble for what you tell us, but it'll be a lot less trouble if you're honest with us from the get-go than us finding things out afterwards. Because, for example, the couple things that I was just mentioning, Zach pretty much lost every single privilege he had when I found out 
some information on certain situations that he wasn't honest with me about, like the car and a computer was taken out of his room and no cell phone and all of those kinds of things. So there were definitely consequences in that case too. But the communication and just knowing that they have a safe place to come and talk to you. And yes, you might get in trouble, but again, letting us know listen to what we have to say get the punishment out of there but ultimately we're going to be the ones helping you and going to bat for you so you want us on your side not against you yeah and be honest with your parents first of all it takes a big weight off your shoulders because it's really hard definitely from my experience and i know that sounds horrible but holding a lie in for months on end or weeks or whatever is takes a lot of toll and the stuff that Zach is even referring to is such minimal stuff in the grand scheme of things of being a teenager. And I just want to talk about the fact that regardless if you have a really good kid, which Zach is a really good kid, has Thank he? You. You're very welcome. Has he done stupid things? Of course. Yes. Has he gotten yelled at, reprimanded, lost privileges? Oh yeah. Yes. But as good as he is doesn't mean that these things aren't happening around him. And these are the conversations, as cringeworthy as they might be, I'm talking teenager right now, but as uncomfortable as they may be, and you as a parent may be dying inside having the conversations, you still need to be having these conversations because just going off of the idea that if we don't talk about it, it's not happening, that is definitely not the case. And things that I don't remember happening when I was in middle school, um, even high school, some of the things that Zach has come home telling me that he's overheard or seen, it definitely is eye-opening and something that as hard as it is to have the conversation about, you definitely want to be the one to tell your kids what is happening, if they need help, whatever the case is, because like I said, it's happening regardless. So you need to make sure that your child feels safe coming to you and just knowing, again, I've said this a couple times already, that yes, there might be consequences, but ultimately your job is to be their number one supporter and to help them and guide them to make excuse me, making the right decisions and to be able to, you're teaching them how to grow into a productive adult. And right now it's this awkward age where you're independent. I'm sure you all have been there in your mind. You feel like you are an adult, but you're really not there yet. So the communication, and it started from when he was little to be able to get to the point that we are now. This wasn't just something that we started in ninth grade. It was something that we've started since he was little, and he could always come to us and talk to us about anything. So communication, I think we put this first because at the beginning of every good relationship, mother-son relationship, daughter-daughter-mother, Husband-wife. Husband-wife. Any relationship, communication is really key. Okay, so our next tip, which I feel like is a really important one, is to let your child be them. Elaborating on this, I was always a quirky kid. I've always been a quirky kid. I'm the band kid, the comic book nerd. When I was in fourth grade, I used to wear fake glasses to school with the like to dress like a nerd. 
and my parents let me do whatever I want and grow up into me and be the person, not shape them, not shape me to be who they wanted, not the D1 athlete, not whatever, just for me to grow up to be me. Yeah, and I think that that is definitely important too. I mean, in your mind, you might think, hey, who knows, maybe you are an athlete and you're thinking, oh my goodness, my kid has to play basketball because I played basketball all through high school and I did in college too and it was such a great experience for me. I want my kid to do that. But we never really did that with Zach. I think that we just let Zach be Zach and we supported Zach with everything that he wanted to do. Again, we did this with guidance. We didn't just let him do whatever he wanted. I don't want that to come across in any way, shape or form. He definitely has boundaries and rules and that kind of thing. And I think that consistency, especially as an educator too, kids thrive off of routine and knowing what is expected of them but I do think that we did a really good job of just letting Zach be Zach and it he bloomed into this really amazing personality that he's funny and he doesn't care what other people think of him and he'll walk in the middle of a store and he'll I don't know he'll jump up and down and have people look at him and just cause you know people to turn and he wants the attention and we could have you know just been like zach no don't do that you're embarrassing us and even if he did like the nerd glasses that were fake that he wore to everything that we did everything everything and we have pictures of him and this oh yes the scullies oh yeah i used to wear uh skinny jeans uh beanie hats and shoes that went halfway up my thigh. I mean, no, in my ankle Florida. in Florida in the middle of the summer. <laughs> and my parents let me do that. Right. So I think that it's really important to let your child be them and not try to mold them into something that they're not. Because I think that that builds safety for them too. And they're more comfortable to go back to tip one communicate with you because they know that you accept them as the person that they are okay moving on to step three if you guys have listened to our previous episodes you know that to me and to my mom but the biggest thing in life is family and a big part of having a really good mother-son duo is instilling the idea to your kid at a young age that being with your family and family time is the most important thing that that's what's going to give you enjoyment out of life Yes. And I grew up, I think I shared this in one of our earlier podcasts. I grew up with grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, all living in the same house. So for me, having family around has just been something that has just been normal for me. And same thing for Patrick. He, you know, his family has always been close as well. They're not close anymore, only because of distance. But when he was growing up, he definitely had grandparents Grandparents and all of that. Um, And so this was just normal. I mean, we would go to my mom's house and um, my grandparents were there with Zach when he was little and we would just do things all together as a family. But even just Zach, Patrick and I in our house now, 
whether it's just sitting down and watching TV together, it's our time that we're dedicating to each other. And it's not forced. It's something that becomes, it's just normal for us because we've been doing it for so long. We're not fighting with him to spend time with us. We're, we're just doing it because it's weird not to do it. Yeah. And um, this goes along with our tip four, which is to have do a lot of activities together. When I was little, I feel like this helped a lot that we were always, me and my mom especially, were doing arts and crafts together, working on even a hand painting or helping me, her helping me with my homework. That definitely made us close. And also, um, I don't know if your neighborhoods were the same as ours, but we used to have this like a field and like a park a playground area. And we would go with the other families and play kickball with each other. And we would just have a lot of fun doing activities. And that really got us close. I think so too. I did mention this before that um, I think there are different views on this and people have different views where kids need to be with kids and then the adults have their adult time. And I understand that. Don't get me wrong. There are definitely conversations that I feel are more adult specific and then kids do need to learn how to play with each other as well. But at the same time, I feel like everybody being together and having designated times and experiences where you're getting together with other families and doing things where everybody kids and adults are interacting that's what we do within our own family with grandparents and and that kind of stuff but even just doing that with friends because then the kids get used to being around you as adults too now you want your own time and I get that but I do feel like it is appropriate to have everybody together because it just makes it normal for the kids to want to spend time with you so that was it for the tips that we have like for like the overall thing but um, me and my mom do have a few things to share that were kind of specific to us that not everybody is in those situations to know why that would make people close but we wanted to share it with you because it is our podcast yeah, so these two things that we're going to share, like Zach just said, they're specific to us, and I do definitely think after he and I talk through this that they have helped us with our relationship. Again, everyone's relationship is going to be different regardless, but I think this really helped. The first thing is, and not to say that this is a positive or negative thing. <laughs> we made it through. We made it through, but I, Patrick and I were 20 years old when we got married and had Zach when I was 21. So on my 21st birthday, I was nine months pregnant and had Zach four days later. Um, yeah, so that's how I celebrated. <laughs> But with that being said, it was not easy raising a child when Patrick and I were basically just children, even though we thought we knew everything back then. It's actually kind of crazy. My mom just said to me, can you imagine that in one more year, Zach will be 18 and that's how old Patrick was when he and I met, which is crazy to me because as mature as you are, Zach, I can't imagine you like meeting the person you're going to be with forever. So in hindsight, now it's like, holy cow but we made it work it was not easy it was definitely hard we've gone through our ups and downs but we are where we are now and you know we're in a great place and it's I think because I'm 38 Patrick's 38 
we're not even going to be 40 when Zach graduates from high school. So we're young, like we're the young parents. And I think because we're closer in age, I don't want to say that we're the cool parents because you could still be cool at any age, but there's not as much of an age difference. And I think that that's kind of helped. Yeah. And I think it has a lot to do with that. You guys are definitely keeping up with me. And at some points when I was little, still had enough energy like as much energy as me like you guys would go on the roller coasters with me at the at the amusement park would go would go to the park and we would just play basketball for hours on end and have fun or even now we every single morning we work out together uh, like older parents that that's not maybe not an option if you're older sometimes like arthritis and that kind of stuff like no i'm not trying to jab at anybody old you better you not. did it. you did it great you probably did the right thing and had kids that a did your life and had your kids and had everything squared away and a nice job but having a younger parent i think for me once you i mean that's all you know and having a parent is almost sometimes like having a really close friend as far as you you feel more comfortable telling them everything because they're closer to you as age-wise anyway and as he was saying this i kind of think that we could potentially have put this in a like overall tip too because you could still just be young at heart right Yeah, exactly yeah so zach and i again we're so close in age so the age difference is that we're close but something that's good is to like be like up with the times with your kids you know do things with them that they want to do that maybe you might not necessarily want to do but it's cool and the roller coasters and that kind of stuff you know so you could still be young at heart and not necessarily young so i'm going to add that into the tips too you could be like pa right (laughs) yes absolutely or grams or grams both of them or ma or ma yep All right, so that is the first thing. Definitely the age difference between Zach and I. I would say we were young parents. Again, I am not not encouraging it, Zach, but I am saying that it did help. And then the second thing. Was that, if you guys didn't know, before my mom started blogging, she was a teacher, and my mom taught in the classroom right across the hall from mine. And the way our school was set up was it was a pod. So there was four classrooms and like a common area in the middle, but they were they were all open, all the classrooms. So you can hear from across the hall what was happening. So every single time my teacher would even say Zach or um, like start like getting angry, her head would pop through to the other side of the hall to see if I was doing something wrong, which I usually wasn't. But we um, that got us very close. And also, since it was at the same school, Every single morning, I would go to school with my mom about an hour before school started, and I was in her classroom with her, helping her out in the classroom, and after school for maybe about two, three hours in the classroom with her, helping her grade papers or get her classroom organized, and I feel like that was some of like our real bonding, having us together for so long, basically 24 hours, 24-7 for most of my life, us together in that classroom. Yes, definitely. Because, you know, most parents, even if you're, whether you're a stay-at-home parent or you're working, you're dropping your kid off at school and they're spending 
their days there. And so we would just be together all the time. And when Zach moved to middle school, I actually moved to middle school too. Lucky for him, I ended up (laughs) going to a different middle school. But had I been able to work in the same middle school, I would have. And then I tried to get a job at the high school that he's currently at. (laughs) And that didn't work out either, but I got... I'm not there anyway. He's not there. And I made my blog instead. So it worked out. But definitely being a teacher and having him with me, I could see maybe parents that do homeschooling, though. Yeah, Again, that probably could, even closer. Right. So that could be a tip, too. You know, so there are other ways that were those are just two things that were specific to us. But again, they can be things that you could potentially implement, too, if you're doing some sort of at homeschooling or if you're young at heart and you're 50 years old and want to ride a roller coaster and run around, I'm, go for it. I'm definitely going to ride roller coasters at 50. I mean, that's like right yeah. around the corner for me. I mean, I come on now. So, <laughs> yes. But those, I think, are just two specific things to us that I would say have definitely kind of helped us grow as the amazing, awesome mother-son duo that we are. Obviously. Obviously. All right, so in recap, we're sadly coming to the end of the podcast, but we're just going to recap the main tips for everybody. So number one is open communication, not being afraid to tell your parents when you messed up or your parents telling your kids what should be what they should be doing and to have the difficult conversations about maybe drugs or alcohol that are happening at the schools. Definitely. Number two is to allow your child to be the person that they are. So don't try. I mean, of course, you can guide them gently to certain things. But if those certain things don't work out, don't force your kid into being something that they're not. Embrace them how they are. Love them the way that they are. And they will respect you and love you back just as much. And then finally, tips three and four that kind of go together. One, spending a lot of quality family time, thinking that that's the most important thing in life and doing things together. And then like activities, things that bring you closer together, like playing kickball or doing 21 like we did last week. We all played 21 together outside. And just those types of things make you so much closer as a family and more specifically our mother-son duo. And with that, we sadly come to the end of the fourth installment of the Tiff and Zach collection, all about how we have fostered an awesome mother-son duo, but we both know that you too can do absolutely the same thing with your kids. You love your children. If you're listening to this, I know you definitely love your children because you made it all the way through and are looking for tips to help them. And I see you. Zach sees you. And we appreciate you. Thank you guys so much. If you would like to see more of Zach and I, feel free to follow us at LakeLifeStateOfMind.com or on Instagram and Facebook. And have a great day. We will talk to you soon.